0: And uh, one of the birthday traditions uh, that we have in our family is that uh, each uh, time someone has a birthday, we actually get a cupcake and put some candles on it and make a wish and blow it out. And so I started to think about uh, what it would be like uh, for us to go through all of the kids' old uh, kind of videos uh, when they were little and what, uh, you know, those look like. And so we found one that we thought was really cute with Jordan, since we were dedicating kids today, uh, when she was age two. And uh, I'd like you to go ahead and to uh, look at the screen and to check out uh, a video of her two-year-old birthday and her wish. Oh. Here's Jordan's birthday. We're lighting the candles and we're getting ready to blow them out. Happy Happy birthday birthday to you. you. Happy birthday birthday to to you. you. Happy birthday dear dear Jordan. Jordan. Happy birthday birthday to you. you. Alright, you ready to blow them out? Okay. Blow hard. Blow hard. Blow hard, Jordan. <laughs> don't, don't, do touch. It's hot. really hot. Yeah, Just it's real. blow. Okay, ready? Mommy, help you. Okay, ready? One, one two, 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 three. Blow. Do it again. Let's get the other one. One, two, three. Blow at it. Okay, is Daddy gonna have to come in? (laughs) There we go. Good job! Yay Yay, for the birthday girl! All right. All right. Well, uh, she was such a cute kid when she was two. Not so much when she's fifteen. Uh, Things have changed, let's just put it that way But I started thinking about this more about if a person could make a wish And it could come true, what would people wish? And so I went on my Facebook and invited my friends and asked this question If you could wish for anything and you could have that wish come true What would you wish for? And here are just some of the responses that I got One was, I'd wish to hit the lottery, okay? Many of you are like, yep, that's me too. Uh, Here's the next one. I'd wish for a brand new Ford Fiesta. Now, if I could wish for anything, nothing wrong with a Ford Fiesta, but I'd go up a little bit more, you know what I mean? Um, Next one. I wish for Dodger season tickets, okay? That's it. Others wish for reconciliation in their family, for an end to cancer, for parents to not have dementia. And others wish to see a loved one who had died just one more time. So if you had to make a wish and you knew it would come true, what would your wish be? Well, the number one response that I got from people when they sent it back was this, that they would wish for peace, internal peace, uh, peace in their relationships, peace uh, in the world. In fact, you might remember that when the angels first announced the birth of Jesus Christ, they did so in such a way that they said these words. They said, glory to God in the highest, and then what's it say next? And peace on earth. Peace on earth. For those of you are, that are on this stream, you can type in right now, peace on earth. And that's what we want uh, for all of us, to have peace on earth. So if you would, turn to the person beside you, uh, wake them up, and then say, the angel said, peace on earth. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> The angel said, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And over 2,000 years later, the number one thing that people want is to have peace on earth. Peace in their hearts, uh, peace in their minds, peace in their souls. A peace that only God can give. Now, I don't know if you know this or not. But you can have money in the bank and no peace in your heart. You ever experienced that before? Lots of money in the bank, no peace in your heart. Some of you are like, I'll take the money in the bank, right? Uh, You can be successful on the outside, but you can feel very empty on the inside. You can have a marriage that seems like it's all together, but there's no peace that's actually in the home. Folks, I would argue that what most people want more than anything else is they want peace. They don't even realize that they want peace, but they want peace. And it's a peace that comes from God and God alone. But many of us in this world today, we are not experiencing peace, especially since COVID. Many of us, what we experience is tension. And we feel anxious, and we feel overwhelmed, and we feel stressed to the max. Now, in the midst of all the crazy over this past couple of years, I have a feeling that some of your relationships with your family, friends, co-workers has been fractured. That there might be some of you in this auditorium or on the stream today that would actually say there is some bitterness, there's some resentment, there's some unforgiveness that I have towards some people who are close to me. And so we might say that we have no peace in some certain relationships or areas. And so the title of the teaching today is this, Is Peace Even Possible in 2022? Is Peace Even Possible in 2022? Well, today I want to show you, through God's Word, that peace actually is possible. It's possible uh, to have peace in this world. And we're going to look at a passage in Isaiah chapter 26, uh, starting in verse 3. Isaiah uh, is in the Old Testament, the first half of the Bible, and Isaiah was a prophet, kind of like uh, a pastor today, and this is what it reads. In verse 3, You... In perfect peace. Somebody say perfect peace. perfect peace. Perfect peace. Isaiah is writing in a time frame, folks, where there is not perfect peace. There is unsettledness, there is chaos, there is fear that's going on. But he says, God, you can keep me in perfect peace. And then Isaiah goes on to say this He says, Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. Now, I love that promise. I need that promise. I want that promise that you will be kept in perfect peace. I will be kept in perfect peace. And it's a peace that comes from heaven that is God's peace alone. Now, I don't know about you, but... I am more familiar with what I call imperfect peace. Okay? Not perfect peace. I'm more familiar with imperfect peace. Can anyone relate here today about imperfect? Oh, you're all holy today, aren't you? Yeah. No, no. Your life is so peaceful. You have perfect peace all the time, don't you? Your peace right now. Peace, did Look, peace. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I have this experience. I can be peace. I can be in peace at one moment, and I can be trusting God and saying, God, I believe you, and I want you to take this off of my hand and take this burden from me, God. I'm trusting you in it. I'll be fine. And three minutes later, I'm like, God, you haven't gone fast enough. What's going on? I need help. Where are you, God? Are you even noticing me? Are you anywhere to be found? God, where are you? You see, I can be with a sense of peace and tranquility one moment, and the next moment, just like that, I can be filled with anxiety and fear, and I'm not sure what to do next. I'm much more familiar in my life with imperfect peace. And yet God promises something called perfect peace. And that word in the Hebrew, which uh, is the language of the Old Testament, it actually is this word called shalom. Let's all say that together. Shalom. Shalom. And what it means is wholeness or completeness or a fullness of God's peace. Not just peace, but a sense of peace in every way, in every sense. It's not like... Now, God, where do I stand? God, do you love me? God, have I messed up too much for you to have a relationship with me? No, 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 no. no! It is a real sense that, no, God is for me. He's with me. There is this perfect peace that I experience with him. But it's not just with God, but it's with other people, too. I have a sense that when I'm around other people, when I have perfect peace, that it's okay. Things are connected. Things are together. We're good to go. There's not resentment. There's not bitterness. And it's peace with ourselves. That there is a sense that I'm at peace with where I'm at. I'm actually at peace with what's going on, that no matter what that thing is that I'm ashamed of that may have taken uh, years ago and I felt bad about and I felt overwhelmed, I still am at peace. I'm at a sense of perfect peace or my circumstances around. They may be different. They may be difficult, but I am at peace. That's shalom. That's what God wants to give you, a complete wholeness of Now, I want to be clear that peace doesn't mean that you won't have any struggles in this world. In fact, Jesus said this. In this world, you will have, what's the last word? Trouble. Okay? Trouble today, trouble tomorrow. That's what Jesus promises you. Aren't you glad you came to church today? Yeah. Like, trouble today, trouble tomorrow. I mean, your kids may act up when you're bringing them to church, and they may be quite overwhelming to you. Your spouse sometimes will get on your nerves. Last night, I got on Jennifer's nerves. I saw her, and I went a little kissy-kissy and a little huggy-huggy, and she was like, no, give me some space. It doesn't always mean That, it doesn't mean that your work isn't going to have challenges. Folks, this is what you need to understand about shalom, about real peace. Peace isn't the absence of your problems. Peace is found in the presence of God. Peace isn't found in the absence of our problems. Peace is found in the presence of God. Peace in God's presence, peace in his perspective. It's God's assurance that he will be with me, he will be for me, and he will never walk away. He is Emmanuel, which means God with us. Now, maybe some of you right now would push back a little bit and say, you know what, my marriage is barely hanging on right now. Where's the peace in that? Or others of you, you might say, you know what? I have some real health issues right now. I'm dealing with some stuff. Or someone in my family is, where is the peace in that? Or for some of you, maybe you're struggling with finances. There's a sense of finances that you're struggling with and Christmas is coming, and you don't know if you're going to be able to pay the bills. And there's a sense of, where is the peace in that, Chris? Or maybe uh, for some of you, What you're dealing with is a rebellious child who has gone off the rails and you're wondering to yourself, "Will they ever come back? Where is the peace in that? Where is the peace in that? And so this morning, what I want to do is that regardless of what battle you're in today or you might be going forward, I want to share with you, how can you experience the shalom of God? How can you experience the peace of God? Now, I want to do this through looking at Scripture of how you can experience peace even when things in your life are falling apart. Because this is the truth, folks. Peace begins in your mind. Peace always starts, first of all, in your mind. I mean, how many of you would say right now that there is a war in your mind? Don't raise your hand because people be like, they're nuts, you know? But the reality is we all are dealing with stuff regularly, and it's difficult to have peace in our mind. In my mind, I I tend to have battles regularly. I mean, I can know the truth about God, but then my mind wanders off to untruths. You're not good enough. You're not a good enough leader. You're not a good enough husband. I'll go off into untruths. God really doesn't think of you. Or even better yet, I believe wholeheartedly that sometimes what will happen is we'll say, well, you know what? I do believe in the truth for you. I'm just not so sure I believe it for myself. Folks, this is what I know. Whatever is in your mind determines the level of peace you have in your life. Whatever is in your mind determines the amount of peace that you have in your life. So, let me ask you this morning, what is your mind fixed on? Because whatever our mind is fixed on determines whether we have peace or not. So what is your mind fixed on? Is your mind fixed on your phone and social media? Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, you don't stop, 15 seconds of fame, woo, woo, you know? Like, is that where your mind is when you have idle time? That's where you go. Yeah, some of you are like, yep, it is. Or how about for some of you, it's all about news. And so maybe you're Fox News or CNN News or some other news, but you're always having news and that's where your mind is fixed on. Or maybe your mind's fixed on your finances or your problems or your struggles or your future in some way. When you have idle time, where is it that your mind tends to drift? Where that is determines whether you have peace or not. Well, Scripture says, if you want perfect peace, your mind will be fixed on God. Paul says, uh, one of Jesus' closest followers, he writes these words. He says, fix your thoughts, not on whatever creates fear, not what creates anxiety, not what gives the bad news of the world but he says, fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Why do you do this? Or what do you do then? You think about things that are excellent and things that are worthy of praise. And when your mind is fixed on what's true, when your mind's fixed on what's admirable and worthy of praise, then the God of what? What's it say? The God of? The God of peace. Peace. ...will be with you. When is the God of peace with you? When is the God of peace with you? When you have your mind fixed on him, that's when you'll find peace with God. So what do I tell myself? Well, I have to say, first of all, God is good. God is only always ever good... God is gooder than anything else. Okay? I know that's not good grammar, but it's the truth. God is gooder than anything else. I also know that God keeps his promises. Every promise that he gives to me, he keeps. That he is with me, that he's for me. Who is God? God, when I'm lost, he's my God, or my guide, when I'm lost. Struggling with weakness, he's my strength. When I'm feeling a sense of hurt, he's my comfort. Wherever your mind is fixed upon, that is where you will choose to find your peace. So fix your mind on God. Jesus put it this way. Peace I leave you. And then he says something, and I just don't want you to miss this. He says, my peace... I give you. I do not give as the world gives, and because I give you my peace, he says this. He says, Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be, what's the last word? Afraid. Afraid. Notice this. Jesus says, My peace I give to you. Not just a peace, not a peace, dude. It is this real sense I'm giving you from heaven my peace, my shalom, my perfect peace. And peace is not found in the absence of problems. We will have that. But peace is found when we're in the presence of God. When COVID hit, one of the things that was really difficult for me was in a matter of a weekend, I went from talking to a crowd to having five people in this building along with five people in the band. And I would get up here, and it was weird trying to look at cameras and and trying to understand, like, I'm looking at some of you right now. And it was really difficult for me, and I'd get so stressed and anxious. I had nightmares the night before that I wouldn't look at the right camera, or I'd say something stupid, and we would do it over. Some of you are like, no, we do that all the time. That's fine. (laughs) Um, I know where you're going with this. Um, But, you know, i do this, and I would get so angry and worried all the time and if you remember in 2020 in April we had Easter but there was no one in the building and so it was all via video and I was so anxious and worried and that morning someone in the church sent me a text because I knew I was struggling with this and it was a text with the scripture that I just read Peace I leave with you, Jesus said. Peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. And then they told me this. They said, I want you to imagine, Chris, when you're looking at the cameras, that Jesus is on the other side of the camera, and that he is cheering for you. He is celebrating with you. He is all for you, and you're going to do a great, great job. And you know... When storms come to each of our lives, and you might say, well, that seems like such a small thing, but it was a huge storm in my life at that point of would I communicate it well, I think storms come in one of two ways. One way storms come is externally. And with this illustration, oh, we have uh, these cameras now and you have to look at them. But I found in my life that the external, the things on the outside of storms are not the big things. What's the hardest storms to get over are the storms that are on the inside, the ones that are internal, the ones that are inside of us. I know for myself, for example, I walk out here on stage, and sometimes you might look at me and go, wow, man, that was good, or he had it together, or, you know, he was a good communicator. There are so many times I am so anxious and fearful, wondering if I'll have anything to say whatsoever that will give someone some sense of encouragement or hope in their faith. Storms come, folks. My question for you this morning is, is maybe for you, your biggest storm is not on the outside, but it's on the inside right now. What's going on in your mind? It's the storm on the inside that's bringing doubts in your world right now. Doubts like, God, are you there? God, do you even notice me? God, is there a sense that You're even listening to my prayer, my cry, what I'm going through. I don't see you. Are you there? But today, I want you to know that Jesus is here. He's present in our midst, in his spirit. Because when Emmanuel came, that very first Christmas, it was God with us, and he stayed the whole time. God is present. He is with us. And he says today, receive my peace, receive my peace, receive my peace, receive the shalom of God, of his peace, that he wants to give you completeness in all ways. Can I take a moment just to be dead honest with you guys? Is that okay? Balcony people, that okay? That's good? You guys good? Um, I can know this truth, and I believe this truth, that I can have perfect peace. I know this truth that I can receive God's perfect peace. I know this truth that I can have his perfect peace. But this is what is true also, that I don't experience his perfect peace all the time. There are many times in which I get focused in my head and in the problems that I'm facing and I can derail big time away from his peace. Let me give you an example. Over a month ago, I was teaching on anger. Some of you might remember this. And I stood on this stage and I talked about overcoming anger and I gave examples of that and I taught the Bible and I believed it and I knew it and everything was that and you can overcome it and I've overcome it and and you can too. And then two days later, I wake up One morning, and there's all kinds of stuff that hit the fan with some different things uh, going on in leadership and with people and problems. And all of a sudden, I start getting overwhelmed and anxious and just feeling like I have no margin in my life to get through this day. And it was just thing after thing after thing, and I know you've experienced this before, where you feel overwhelmed and anxious, and you just have to keep going. And I finally got home, and when I got home, I'm thinking to myself about my problems and the pressures that I have going on in my life. And I walked in, and my wife asked me a very simple thing to do, and that was to help get the food together, and I just lost it. And I'm not proud of it. To be quite honest, I'm kind of ashamed. But I yelled at her, and I screamed, and I yelled in ways that if any of the men would to yell at their wives, the way I did on that day, I'd question your love for God and for your wife. And the thing that was most Scary in that whole process was I looked on the couch and there's my two teenage daughters and they're, they're holding on to each other and they're scared. And it was all of me in my mind not having peace. Well, luckily for me, I have a very forgiving wife. And so she said, hey, let's go talk. And we sat down and we talked for two hours. The kids actually fell asleep. And it was all my stuff. It was my issues. And I asked for forgiveness. I repented. I said that I was wrong. We worked through what that was. And then we woke the girls up because I don't want them to go to bed not knowing that mom and dad are okay. And we talked to them about that. And I asked them for forgiveness. And all of a sudden, peace came back into our house. Peace came back into the home. Well, I woke up that next day and I realized I'd gotten away from some of the spiritual disciplines in my life to focus on God. One of them is I wake up each morning and I say, God, I want to have the mind of Christ, the eyes of Christ, the ears of Christ, the mouth of Christ, the heart of Christ, the hands of Christ, and the feet of Christ. And I'd gotten away from that. And so that next morning I did that. I got on my knees. I prayed. I surrendered the whole day. And then I started reading a book that I'd recommend to any of you if you battle with the mind like I do sometimes, called The Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer. And I started reading this book and I started changing the way I thought. And a couple things that I added to it was scriptures that I had memorized. Here's uh, just two of them. One is in 1 John 4, 4, and it says this. Greater is he that is in me. In other words, greater is Christ that is in me than he that's in the world. Than Satan who wants to get in my mind and make me not have shalom. Make me not have that peace. And I remind myself... God is greater than my anxiety. God is greater than my worries. God is greater than my fears. And then I read a second scripture that I've memorized too, 2 Timothy 1.7, that says, For God did not give you a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and love. And what's the last two words? Sound mind. Sound mind. That God wants you to have a sound mind, a mind that's filled with peace. And then I pray and I actually pray. I go, in Jesus' name, I pray against any mind-binding spirits that will distract me from being focused in God. It doesn't mean that the circumstances will change in my day, because I may walk through my day and there'll be pressures and there'll be problems and anxieties and fears, but I'm not caving into that. And then I remind myself of a passage in Second Corinthians, chapter ten, verse five. When those thoughts come not of him, that take me down uh, different rabbit holes, I remind myself I capture every thought and I make it obey Jesus Christ. Because as you go through your day, there's going to be different things and I have to capture those and I have to make them obey Christ. I have to help them to turn away so that I can have shalom, so I can have his perfect peace. Today, maybe some of you are on the stream, or you're sitting up in the balcony right now, or you're sitting down here, and the truth is that you're missing peace in your life. You're missing peace. You might be like me, there might be anxiety or anger that is consuming you, and your mind's going off, and you're missing peace. For others of you, there's been loss that you've experienced. Maybe loss of a job, loss of finances, loss of a friendship, loss of a loved one. You're coming into Christmas for the very first time of someone who's died in your life and you're missing peace. You're missing peace. I'm just telling you, whatever is weighing you down, whatever is gripping you, Paul, one of Jesus' closest friends, has some great news for us. And this is what he says. He says this, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, when the doctor's news is good and when the doctor's news is bad, when the bank accounts are high and when the bank accounts are low, when the marriage is on a mountaintop and when the marriage is in a valley, he says in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, with real praise, present your request to God. And uh, what's it say? peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Folks, it is the peace of God. It is the peace of God. Did you see that? It's the peace of Of God, He wants you to have peace and you to have peace and you to have peace and everyone in the balcony to walk through your days with peace. And those of you that are on this stream, the same. It's not the peace of this world. It is the peace of God that will guard you and protect you and comfort your heart. So, whatever you're going through right now, and some of you are going through some tough stuff right now. Whatever it is that you're going through, fix your thoughts on him. Fix your thoughts on him. Think about what is good and pure and true. Place your thoughts on him. And when you place your mind on him, you begin to experience shalom, perfect peace, wholeness, completeness, perfect peace. So today, Jesus says to you, cast all your cares upon me. Cast everything on me because I care for you. Whatever you're going through, whatever you're experiencing, you don't have to stay in the dungeon of despair. You can have peace where you're at. Cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you. And if you do that, he says you will experience a peace that transcends understanding. And he will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Loving God, I'm asking a bold prayer right now that the peace from heaven would come down to each person in this auditorium today and each person who's on this stream right now, that the God of peace, the peace from heaven, the shalom would come. And I just want to ask you right now, if there's an area in your life where you do not have peace right now, but you desperately want it, you want to be able to have that deep breath, that peace of God. If there's an area of your life where you're not having peace, but you want peace, you're like, God, I need peace in this area. God, I need it. I'm going to ask you to do a bold thing, not looking around, but just to raise your hand and say, God, I need some peace. In this area of my life, let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I pray for each hand that is lifted up to you. I pray right now, God, that your peace would penetrate their hearts. Give them peace in the middle of their anxiety, in the middle of their doubt, in the middle of their loss, in the middle of their sickness, in the middle of their storm, God. Would you give your peace to each person with a raised hand? God of peace, come right now and guard their hearts and guard their minds and what they experience now would be your peace. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can put your hand down. You know, some of you right now, you're like, I'm not feeling peace because of something I did in my past. And I just don't think there'd be any way that God would want anything to do with me and so i'm not experiencing much peace right now well you know there was a time in my life when i was in college that i had just fallen off the rails from god and and i had messed up so much that i didn't think he wanted anything to do with me and so i walked through my life for many years without peace and then at the age of 26 i was at a christian retreat where i had no peace and someone said, well, if you want the peace of God, you have to accept God's grace. It's not something you can earn. It's just given to you. And grace says this, there's nothing you can do to, love, to have God love you more, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. God simply loves you as is. And for the first time in my life, I received that, and I thought, whatever was in my past, he loved me no matter what. And he wants to give that to you today. And so if you'd like a relationship with God, if you're like, I need you in my life, I want you in my life, I need your love, I need your joy, I need your peace, I'm going to invite you in a prayer. It's not a prayer that you pray by yourself, but it's one that we pray together in community. And I invite you to simply repeat this prayer after me. Let's pray. God, thank you for sending Jesus. Over 2,000 years ago, to save my life. Jesus, forgive me. Make me brand new. I believe you died and rose again so I could live with you. Fill me with your spirit so I can know you, follow you, and serve you for the rest of my life. My life is not my own. Today I give it to you. Thank you for new life. Now you have mine.